0: welcome to the after later podcast i am your host uh, john wesling uh greetings from the wesling compound here on the north side of houston up in the woods uh it's sunday evening thought we'd go ahead and get a jump start on the week i know it's uh, uh who the hell's getting productive in these day and age and uh, this day and age you know what i mean uh, but I'm going to try it anyway, what the hell. Uh, I recorded a nice little bonus interview with a good friend of mine earlier, so I thought I'd go ahead and get that out there. But I just want to give you a little status update. Morale is high here at the Wessling House. We just uh, finished a lovely dinner of raisin Canes. The family is running around going crazy like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, you Probably hear my, my son, my youngest, playing his little piano. Uh, my oldest is riding her skateboard back and forth. And farting like a disgusting animal. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Now I'll find out if she listens to the podcast or not. Uh, But anyway, so that's it. We're going to start the week with a nice head of steam. Uh, Got a great uh, week of guests lined up. I think you're going to love them tomorrow uh, night. I'll have Brian Beckner on. Uh, You know what? Just, I mean, just just suffice it to say that he fits the criteria as an interesting and unique person. And uh, I'll be amazed if we talk about anything of any seriousness whatsoever. Uh, we'll probably get canceled for the horrible things that we'll say. And I guarantee you that we will talk about birds of prey for a long time. We're both big fans of the apex predators of the sky. Nature's fighter pilots. The birds of prey. But that's tomorrow. Uh, tonight... Uh, I want to bring to you a conversation that I had with uh, one of my oldest friends in comedy. Pretty much as long as I've been in comedy, I've known this guy. I've worked with this guy uh, on stage, off stage, in production, in, uh, in writing, in uh, animation. This guy has had his fingers in a lot of pies. And uh, it's just an amazing ball of energy and, and, and quite a personality. Uh, like I said, he's, he's written for a whole bunch of different shows. He's worked as a producer. Um, he's been ahead of the curve with, uh, like, uh, I guess it's major league gaming. He was working with them for a while, or it still does, still does a lot of stuff with, uh, all the, um, the new gaming tournaments and things like that. As a matter of fact, I think he was working for Fortnite. Uh, one of their uh, running their fort- Fortnite live broadcast and all their web channels and stuff for the last couple of years. So you're about to hear us talk a little bit about Fortnite. So here's a, a conversation I had earlier, uh, sitting here with the family. My good daughter's uh, playing Fortnite, kiddos playing around. Uh, so here's a conversation that I had with one of my dearest friends, Mr. Maddie Kirsch. Yo. Hello, is this Maddie Kirsch? Hi. Hey,
1: how's this audio? I have uh, a couple of options. Um, these are my AirPods. How's this sound?
0: It sounds really good, dude. Is it comfortable?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, I also have a uh, a baby Yeti and uh headset, but uh, let me know. How,
0: how How's this sound? This sounds really good. Okay, uh, then let's not fuck with it. And we have a little bit of a... Uh... Sort of our motto on After Later is it's good enough.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) you know what I mean. If anyone's turning off and not listening to my podcast, it's not because the audio quality wasn't tight enough. (laughs) Totally, right? You know what I mean. Totally. Yeah, brother. Oh, look, the umbrella, the Kingsman umbrella. I'm I'm sitting here with the kiddos. My my two littles are playing Fortnite while we're while we're chilling here. Uh,
1: Oh, make sure we talk about Fortnite, Johnny. Well, we're already talking about it, Batty. We're we're already recording already. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, we'll get into Fortnite. Uh, I had an amazing experience being on the uh, battle bus of the Fortnite train. and uh, uh, Yeah, no, no. it's. Uh, I love that game. I, so, uh, what are they playing? Solos, duos? What are they playing? Uh,
0: currently, uh, she's playing Creative. Solo. you playing Solo? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she plays Who's your Solo. character? What's the character? Knockout. Hold on, Master. Hey, baby, what character are you playing at? Is that Tiantina? Yeah. Yeah, she's Tiantina. Nice. Nice. Hey, uh, right the... now I'm go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. What? What uh, is she now? Right now I'm she's Tantina, but right now she's in. Uh, she's in the grotto. Oh, and okay. And she's and she's uh, disguised as a henchman, and she is just loading oh. up on the loot. <laughs> the henchmen are a weird one. That's a new one
1: for uh, this new season. And uh, uh, how many people are left? Uh, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, she's doing good. What storm cycle are we in? Uh, third, first. I'll be one? third, first. You always still the first.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, man. She's you know This is a BB who's playing. She's the seven year old, right, first grader. Yeah. And this kid, I'll tell you, has a natural gift for for gaming. Oh no way! You know, my huh. our, our, our oldest, you know, Kenny, She first, you know, we got it, and she was playing it first, and like whenever it was like a any kind of fighting situation, she would just sort of ah trip out. And just didn't like it. So she likes playing hide-and-seek whenever she plays Fortnite. Oh, and now she just pretty much doesn't play at all. And Carly, when she plays, she practices hide-and-seek and avoiding people and yeah, shit like that. Solo. Yeah, but BB BB loves mixing it all up. Does she go into creative mode? Uh, we haven't done creative mode yet. We just, uh, we just stick to the Battle Royale <laughs> and the Team Rumbles. Yeah, the Rumbles are the best. Listen, if you
1: can't build, and uh, that's the thing, like, uh, Fortnite clearly caught the kid that, that understood Minecraft, right? And, yeah. uh, and building is a big thing. Forging and building is a big thing in Minecraft, and some folks on the boomer side, uh, nah. but, uh, the building's kind of hard. What's great about Rumble, you, you don't have to worry worry about that. You, you, people can build a bunch of stuff. All you gotta do is pick up some, uh, yeah. some weapons, some ammo,
0: yeah, and uh, have some fun. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'd say when I play... I'm a bit of a sniper. Oh, okay. That's the way I, I like. I like getting a sniper rifle and then just picking people off. That's kind of my... Oh,
1: Definitely. hold on.
0: wait. Keaton wants to say hi. Hi, oh, Keaton. Okay.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: Hi. 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 He's not really good at, at video gaming yet, but he loves to watch. He's the kid yeah. at the arcade who, who stands on the edge. Yeah. Waiting, you know, to, put a, waiting to put a quarter in. And that's say. I a big yeah, dad. except he doesn't actually put the, have any quarters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the quarters. Yeah, he buddies up with someone who's really good, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, oh do it again, do it, uh, do it again." You yeah. know? <laughs> I left my quarters at home. Can I borrow one? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, he's totally that kid. So, what did you do for Fortnite? Just uh, so we know. So, uh, I was one of the lead creative producers
1: for the Fortnite World Cup. So the oh, last, cool. the I last year, it. I, uh, I literally, uh, uh, I did a bunch of Fortnite events. We did the one in the forum. We did the one in uh Arthur Ashe Stadium and uh it was a wild ride for a year like I went all over the world cuz we were scouting places to go for this and uh I got to be in every single part of the whole thing so it was pretty crazy exactly. and uh
0: that is very cool
1: yeah and the team got nominated for an emmy this year so we're up for a sports emmy i, I don't know i was i was a I was a contractor so i don't know if i get an emmy but uh but uh yeah no it was uh it was maybe they have a contractors
0: emmy they said like the non-union the non-union emmy awards yeah (laughs) no no no
1: hey listen the best part of it i i I was part of the experience so i don't give a shit you you know what i'm saying does that make sense like i don't care uh, it was one of those most magical stressful things that ever happened we had to do it all in real time and uh, it was an amazing staff, amazing team. We got to go big, Johnny We got to do something huge right and uh, yeah. uh, and we had the power of fortnite behind it, so uh, it was fun and uh, yeah, was a man. wild ride uh, and uh, i 've got the crew jacket to uh, prove it <laughs> and uh, that 's cool yeah no it was uh, it was pretty it was pretty bananas how that story happened so uh, are you uh, good at
0: playing? Are you a good Fortniter? no
1: First no reason? no no i, I I, I focus mostly on the competitive side so what i got to do was i was always watching it so i'm i'm in the broadcast side and the shoulder so i i, I did the broadcasts and the shoulder programming. so i kind of managed that for uh for the uh, Fortnite folks and uh i watched so much Fortnite and played so much Fortnite. like uh not good at building so i always play rumble that's my jam i play rumble yeah probably 90 percent of the time uh i'll go into solos once in a while when i only have like five minutes to uh, play and I know I'm going to get whacked real quick. So uh, uh, I'll go in there. Uh, but I, <laughs> I stay in rumble and uh, it's interesting to see how quickly kids picked it up, how quickly uh, it's evolved into its own thing. And clearly that Travis Scott thing that happened a couple of days ago, it's, it's amazing how this game is uh, uh, they're, they're calling it. I think it's, what's the term? The term is called like a meta universe where, you yeah. know, it's a metaverse. I, I it's a, it's the very first one. And I think, uh, you know, all the all the fancy smart people are talking about that. But I think Fortnite is going to be that first one. Right. Like 12.3 million people. saw that
0: first Travis Scott uh, thing that happened three days wow. ago. That's crazy. That's that was insane. I remember when they had the uh, the Star Wars preview that they that aired on there. That
1: was great too. And that team, by the way, it's amazing. Like I, what was wonderful about my experience is I got to touch all those teams because we we were doing a whole show and we're doing a tournament at the same time. So, you know, all those folks uh, and uh, they're really like, listen, everyone believes uh, everyone is really excited about it. Everyone wants to evolve it. And uh, you know, it's its own thing. Like, you know, sure games will come and go and there'll be games that will be bigger than Fortnite in the next year. Like, valorant is probably going to be the biggest game in the next three four years but you know it will always be uh connected into exactly like your kids like you know uh you know uh it it was a pop culture phenomenon that was uh that was uh that that will always evolve into something else but it's uh it's there's nothing like that in the space right now Fortnite is clearly its own thing
0: I, I love it, dude. I I, I, do yeah, I think it's super cool that you got the to work on it. Are you still kind of working with them, or is that uh, you on to the next one?
1: On to the next one. Uh, I uh, moved on probably right after season ten. Um, I just got this other crazy opportunity that uh, fell in my lap, and uh, I'll tell you more about it later. I can only tell you a little bit about no, it once it's clear. Yeah. What when, was this public? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, cool. A lot of it's still public right now. I just want to be careful. Uh, uh, no, but, I
0: understand. Man. Yeah,
1: no, I moved over to a company called Ben TV. And uh, uh, we did a big press release two two weeks ago about how we're, Johnny, we were literally about to launch a network and then Corona hits, right? And we had to, oh, we, we had to really think about uh, how to uh, go with it, right? And work with it. And uh, it's pretty crazy. I, like, uh, i can compare my my experience with fortnite with what i'm having right now it's a uh it's a blank canvas it's a, it's all the right people uh we all believe and we're trying to do something that's fun and entertaining and big so
0: badass you know Maddie, uh you've always had uh what's the right word you like you've got great instinct and you're kind of like the perfect one step ahead of of where everything's been over the last 10 15 years you know so it's like whenever I want to know what's the next thing or what's going to happen, like coming up in entertainment or, or, or anything, I'm like, what's Maddie working on now? Huh. Cause that's what, that's what people are going to be talking about in two years. You know, that's, it's a pretty cool skill you've got, uh, or is it luck? Uh, hey, Johnny, it's
1: passion, man. Uh, it's, I, I, I've always loved video games as you clearly know. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I think I, I got to this uh, spot probably a couple of years ago and where you just want to, you want to do something big and fun, right? Like, and it's hard right. work, and uh, you know. But also, you know, uh, I've had you've you got you know, we've had a
0: lot of strikeouts on the way up to this, right? Like, you know, well, that's part of the game, right? I mean, that's totally. <laughs> you know when you know it's the that's the the the, the massive infantry march towards something. You know, you're heading the right direction, but, you know, half will fall. <laughs> you just got to keep
1: going, man. Totally. And, and and then everything kind of evolves, you know. Like, you know, uh, when we did Bush League back in 2008, uh, that was one of those things that was right. And the challenge was – Hey, YouTube was barely out. There wasn't people consuming content the way that people are consuming content. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had the mis un- we had the misfortunate uh, event of the market crash of two thousand eight. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like <laughs> exactly. You know, like you know, it was one thing if it was uh, if it was uh, you know two thousand sixteen or two thousand seventeen when people were trying to figure that uh, figuring that out and had money and resources put into it. But you know, uh, y- you know, I, I-, I think. You just got to read the tea leaves. You got to see where people are, how people consume content. And, you know, I, I always believed in games. I always believed in video games. I knew gaming was, it was a passion of mine. And a uh, strong
0: through line that you have is that that's kind of, it's a little, it's both. It's nostalgic and future futuristic, you know, future facing, you know what I'm saying? Hey, agreed. Right. So it's like you get, that's why I think it has such a broad uh, footprint in kind of everything because it's where, it's where it was, and it's where it's going.
1: Yeah, and, and and gaming's culture now. Like, let's just be real clear, and that's kind of one of our things with yeah. Ben is is culture. You know, gaming, uh, our whole philosophy is like the, the Venn diagram. Gaming touches everything now. Everyone games. Everyone games in some way. You know, my mom, God bless her, she's seven years old. She's had two strokes, and the thing that saved her was playing Candy Crush. Uh, you know? <laughs> no, seriously, she got... She, no, no, for real, I get it. You know, like, it was funny. Like, it was... You know, she, she was the one that always slapped the controller out of my hands. i do my homework. And then, you know, you're, you're, you know, and cut to, you know, 40 years later, like all she does is play candy crush and candy has helped her. It helped her with a stroke it helped her do memory games and, and, and stuff that really helped her, uh, you know, try to get back on track, you know? So, uh, you know, gaming is one of those things and music was hip hop. It's like hip hop was back in the eighties. Uh, gaming is now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's 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 one of the cornerstones that you put into movies and music and art. You know, it's it's video games.
0: Well, it seems like everything now is sort of a I don't know. It's like a unified theory, right? It's like everything. There's the the lines between creators and different genres are all kind of mixed together. You know what I'm saying? And and you don't even have the old classic. Well, if I watch TV, I watch these networks and they spit out shows and I watch them. Everything's so nonlinear and spread around. I mean, if you want to, quote unquote, watch TV, there's 18 different ways you can do it on 17 different devices. Right. You can stream, you can live, you you know, it, it's so everything kind of is all mixed up and flowed together. Right. So it's like I, I laugh sometimes now because I, I feel like I'm old now. I do. We're, we're mid 40s. Right. Yep. So I look at stuff I'm like, oh, this guy like like Kanye, Kanye West. Uh, oh, he's a rapper. So you, we think like your old programming is, yeah, he's a rapper. That's what he does. But nowadays, you guys do everything. Yeah, he's a rapper, but he's got a clone out. And yeah. uh, he has a, a farm subsidy. What? That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everyone does everything now. It's like, I think if you're any kind of creator, I guess that's the new word right? for artists is, is just, just full-blown creator because it's just once you get uh, recognized or approved as a, as a valid creator, all of a sudden they're they're coming to you for everything. Yeah. It used to be the only if you had a very vertical uh set of skills or set of expertise, that would be the thing that you focused on. But now it's like, well fuck it. This guy's this guy's great at writing music. Yeah. He designed a shoe once that sold 20 million fucking pairs. So let's ask him about politics now. Fuck it. Me as well. He's probably he probably knows that too.
1: And it's funny on the other side too, because John uh, Dude, everyone's a fucking creator now. Ugh. I think Johnny. I think the thing that's really, uh, I, I think for me right now, the, the word that creator, because uh, like everyone's a fucking creator now. That's the that's the challenge with that word. Is like, yes, like everyone is like the, that's their new hustle. That's their new Eric B of hustling, right? It's <laughs> like, hey, I'm a creator. I am a photographer. I am a blank. It's like, I'm a Jack of everything. No, you're, you're a Jack of none, (laughs) you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Right. But, but there are like, there's some really good people that really understand. And I think it's, it's clearly it's passion. Like, you know, the thing about creating now is like, Hey, if I have a passion for something, Hey, I love uh, comic books. I can turn that into something. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think that's the evolution of uh, the creator. But I think, uh, I think the idea of celebrity has changed clearly. Like everyone's, like, Brad Pitt and uh, PewDiePie. Okay, Brad Pitt was in a lot of movies, but if PewDiePie does one tweet, he's going to get more uh, replies and interest in him, right? Like, it's, like, it's that weird balance.
0: Yeah, right, because Brad Pitt's not big in that social media kind of space. PewDiePie makes a movie, hardly anyone will go see it. So it, it, they both have their own different lanes, but yes. But they strange. all blur together. Yeah, strange how that works, man. Yeah, yeah, it's so bananas. It's uh... you know me. Me and Andy Huggins were talking a little bit about this because, I mean, look, I want to be encouraging to to all artists. I want to see new totally. voices and new, you know, everything like that, right? But I think what we've lost is what's kind of important. There's no longer any kind of structure that tells you if you're not good enough anymore. Right? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, the old fashioned cutthroatedness of of entertainment. I think made a lot of the you know for for every one of the right people or the, or the people who, who who were talented enough to quit 150 of the ones that should have quit quit right so it scared off a lot of the right ones even though a couple of the wrong ones here and there but nowadays it's like the ethos is totally different now it's a uh don't ever let anyone tell you you're not good enough kind of thing so you wind up nobody quits anymore so they just keep pounding out shit whether it's good or not. And it's mostly not right. I mean, but that's just the nature of, the, of large numbers. So it's like, how do you get, how do you, how do you have both? How do you have a, a supportive uh, culture that, you know, fosters creativity and exploration, but still, Let's people know, okay, you're wasting my time. Let's go to someone who actually has it, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like a dick. I feel like a dick. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, I, I, I think it's all
1: about focus, man. It's uh, the, 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 the bottom baseline of all of it is talent and tenacity, right? Like it's, you've, you've, you know, we, we were fortunate and I tell everyone that like what, what we went through and it was amazing that we had that, uh, that laugh stop uh, uh, Zoom session the other night. That was so much fun. We'll get into that, that cool. in a second. Uh, what was amazing about that is that was our our college years. Twenty years ago was our college mm-hmm. years, and you know what the lessons that we learned in that world uh, and around that world that not only evolved us into better creators. Hello, uh, you see mm-hmm. how I worked that in? Yeah, uh, you did. I did. I did. Uh, but it also was our college. It was our. It, it was our hard knocks, right? Like you know, we knew it was some. We we got instant feedback in real time. It was something that no, you know. Uh, you can put up something on YouTube and you will get instant re, uh, feedback or you can do a, a Twitch stream and you'll get instant feedback and something's cool or not. So that is now here. However, we did that back in the uh, boomer years. Uh, I'll just say that. Um, yeah, right. But, but that people didn't have that. Like they just you know, there was no instant feedback, and we picked a, a profession that gives you instant feedback, you know like I, I could be at a job going, "Hey, am I doing a good job?" Uh, and I'll be there for six months going, hey am I doing a good job? boy within mm-hmm. within 60 seconds in a comedy club I know if I'm doing a good job or a bad job you know
0: yeah no absolutely it, it, another thing that goes with that I think now you have versatility like if you're you know you're a 21 year old dude and you're trying to really make it as the next white rapper from Cleveland you know God bless it you, you'll take a run at it you put some some clips up maybe it sticks maybe it doesn't and if it doesn't It's not like, well, fuck it, back to CarMax. You can go try something else. Like, well, you know what? Now I'm going to go learn graphic design and make fucking T-shirts with dicks on them. You know, you, you, you can just keep bouncing from one creative outlet to another, right? Without losing, you know, back then when we did it, it was like, okay, I'm trying to be a comic. So many of our friends were all aspiring comics. And think about how many friends that we know that are still our friends, people that we like, but they kind of flamed out of comedy just because of, you hate to say natural selection. Right. So it's like, they went from being just like our buddies that we knew or the people that were our colleagues in comedy, but they just sort of washed out just natural. Everyone does it. Right. But like, uh, now, now the people don't wash out anymore. Open mics are just clogged and completely full of, of, uh, of people who, whether they get a laugh or not, they just sort of go. Well, hasn't it, you
1: it, know, it hasn't it been always that way. You know, I, I think, I, I think, I, I think, you know, the, the cream will rise to the top and T-Sean Shannon quote, so will turds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking the best T-Sean quote ever. One of the best. That's a good one. Uh, but, but Hey, listen, I, I, like I'm going back to talent and tenacity. Like I, I think, You know, the the difference now, Johnny, is uh, we have different avenues to do our quote unquote open mics. You know, I can put a a video up on YouTube that I think is funny and send it around to a bunch of people or hopefully it gets discovered by somebody. I I try to put some swabby swabby, uh, SEO tags to get it picked up on something. And, you Mm -hmm. know, like I I think we have all these outlets to perform now. And I think uh, it's different now. It's it's, it's, it reminds me of the LA actor, right? the thing about LA right. is in New York you just do stand-up. Uh, I'm in New York now and you know there's not you know, there's not a lot of acting jobs that, that stand-ups go for. but in LA you can be an actor, you could be a comic, you could be an improv guy, you know like mm-hmm. I think that's the world that we are now is trying to figure out our other skills.
0: That's smart. That's what you got that's, I guess that's part of the adaption right it's either yeah. adapt or die. You know, you can't live in a, um, you know, multi-platform world and just be a one-trick pony hey, anymore.
1: And, and Johnny, and we adapted, you know, like, listen, like we went, we went from stand-up to writers, to producers, to directors, to uh, r- running, st- you know, like we, we went that direction, right? Like, I think, you know, uh, I, I think, you know, uh, the one thing, you know, like you were talking a second ago about like, you know, selecting or dying, I, I kind of, You know, I I changed my lens, you know, I was a stand-up comic Mm -hmm. right out of high school. And then, you know what, Uh, uh, comedy was a little bit hard and challenging in L.A. And you know what, I like making shit, you know, I like, like, hey, this is a TV show and I want to do, I want to put on a show, right? You know, and I kind of had that shift a little bit, you know, but I always be a stand-up and you will use stand-up comedy every day. Like that's, that's without a doubt, my college degree in every single meeting people are like, Hey, do you miss doing stand-up? I'm like,
0: no, I do it every day of my fucking life, man. You know? Yeah. Right. You
1: know, I'm Well, a-
0: hold on, indulge me for a second. Cause yeah. I want to say this to, to the listener who may not uh, already be a Maddie Kirsch fan, yeah. but because I remember back in the day when, when you kind of left left the pers- the full-time pursuit of, of up and, and really made the push into being a writer. And we've seen people do that before. And I've seen plenty of comics who made that transition. And a lot of them did it out of necessity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, it's like, ah, uh, I can either be one of the herd over here or really make a run at it. And I remember it was so bold that you did it because not only did you not have to, you were excelling very well at stand-up comedy. So for you to make that jump, that was a, that was a bold move. I mean, that was like <laughs> that's like someone who has a winning lottery ticket doubling down at the casino on it. Like, why didn't you just take that money and run, or keep going? You know, you it was working for you is my point. And then you bold choice, I think. And I, I've always admired that. You know what I'm saying? Like that was that that <laughs> showed faith that you believe in in your own product, man, and your own skill.
1: It's funny that you said, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, it's funny. That's the one thing Rogan always brings up to me all the time. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck, man? You could have been the next
0: plank, <laughs> you know? Like, you could have been Doug and Trussell. What are you doing?
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: You could have been, dude, you could have been. There's like three yeah. people in the Rogan universe that. that that's what he that, said. To me. took three of them to replace you. Yeah. He was just
1: like, what the fuck, man? Uh, that's the joke that I saw him at the comedy store like six months ago. And he gave me the biggest hug, and I fucking love that guy. And he goes,
0: you could have been. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I had a man, I had, I had, you would have been, you'd have been Red Band, Duncan Trussell
1: and Ari all wrapped up. I know. And that's what, that's what Rogan said. That's so funny. Uh, not specifically like that, but that's what he was like, like, dude, uh, Hey Johnny, like, listen, I, 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 I once, I, I had to put stand up comedy down for a hot second. I think that was the first thing, you know, like I started out as a 17 year old kid, man. Like I was literally right out of high school uh, and all I did was live and breathe stand up comedy. And, uh, you know, and I wanted to, uh, you know, when I got to that point, I, I, I really wanted to take a breath. And I also wanted to jump into the deep end, right? Like, okay, I'm going to shit. Okay this magic sword i got on my back and i've been slaying fucking whatever i've been doing with You're it not yours, i'm going to put it, it down and find another weapon <laughs> you know like
0: <laughs> yeah
1: you know and 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 it was it, it was a bold choice but it was something that i've always been passionate about like since i was a kid you know comedy was comedy video games i love television i love to seeing how a show works and 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 all the different parts in a show and you can use all these same things that we've done in stand-up in these kind of things and you know hey put something on like like here's a here's a whole thing that's from super nuts it might not work but here's something right so yeah i i I just you know I, i i just i had to i had to uh and that's what happened. I I literally got my first producer job at G Four. You remember G Four? Yeah, you remember G Four?
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What was the one that? Uh, speaking of, uh, I know we're jumping around all over the that's place. Okay. This always cracked me up. One of the first times you hired me to write is when I, I think we were still pre- uh, pregnant with Kennison, yeah. right? And talk about being uh, too early of an adapter. Uh, what was it? Go TV. Yeah.
1: Go TV. Go TV was perfect.
0: Go TV. Go TV was like the perfect idea. Okay, except techn- One thing, technologically, that, ten years ahead of its time. That's
1: where we're different. So, Go TV was uh, to catch the the folks up. Go TV came out in about two thousand seven, and what it was, it was Sprint. You know, Sprint phones. It was their it was their Quibi, basically, where they yeah. uh, they 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 had all the phones connected. Uh, the phones they wanted to put video on the phones, uh, and they wanted to come up with a bunch of TV channels to give you, give you original content into your phone. So like it was it was the first one. It was before YouTube came out, you know. So
0: yeah, a timeout. So timeout. So the listener, what he just pitched to you describes like about 20 different services you have available on your phone right now. 100%. Right? But then that, yeah, in 2020, yeah. it sounds like, wow, yeah, that's what we do now. Yeah. But then 13 years ago, yeah. when no one had a phone with a screen that was larger than an inch yep. on it. You know, it was so it, it would, dude. It was like, it was like being twenty years ahead of the space program.
1: Yeah, and and they did it right. They did it like a network. They had two studios: Studio A, Studio B. They had probably eight show uh, producers uh, and crews. So, eat, so when I when I say a show producer, so it was a network. So they had a news show. They had a comedy show. Mm-hmm. That's what we worked on. They had the weather. Uh, they had sports. Uh, they had music slash hip hop. So they had the verticals. Right. And each one of those verticals had a team of probably five or six producers working on that show. And they had a giant studio where you booked it out and you did your show and another show came in right after you. And, you know, it was that kind of rotation of a, of a television network. What you would think as a normal TV network was what this was. And, uh the challenge
0: was the phones were the the the, the phones were yeah. shit you know like they, the phones were shit that was a, like no none of the, us that worked on the show yeah. had phones that would that or or the service that it took to see yep. it you know it was like ah oh, that was great well i hope they liked it yeah uh, I, i'll see you tomorrow i guess yeah hey, you know, hey. there was there was no hey look we got thousands of views or hey yep. look at these comments we <laughs> got it was just nope yeah. Maybe someone saw yeah. it. Who yeah, knows? Hey, knows? thank you. Uh, do I still come in tomorrow? I do. Okay, okay, great. On, man. I'll see you guys tomorrow, man. This is fucking great. And there's a, another thing I thought was always funny about it is like nowadays you look at uh, if you shoot content for phones, it's in landscape Joe. mode or it's in the, the portrait mode and all that, or if you're shooting other digital stuff, it's in the 16 by nine. Dude, if I'm not mistaken, didn't we shoot in fucking square? Yeah. We, were, we were four by three. <laughs>
1: like... We were four by three.
0: Yeah, we were like like old match yep. episodes. Oh yeah, we... we shot in the same old format. Yep, yep. that was crazy, um, dude. That was nuts. That was a uh, that was a
1: great experience. Like that was like. Hey, I I I think that's what we're trying to build right now in Advent is exactly that kind of thing. You know, it, it's it's that kind of concept. But you know, uh, on the production side, but you know, hey, listen, GoTV was. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, it, it was a great ride. It was a, a great learning experience too. You know, like I think uh, pretty.
0: It was so far ahead of its time that I don't. I, I have a hard time understanding how they got it approved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, damn, and like that seems like something. Like, did they know themselves that they were five years ahead of time? You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can think that they were like, all right, we're gonna kind of figure out this system. Because we already know that phones are getting better in the pipeline. I mean, this is like 2G
1: days, dude. There wasn't dude, even. Johnny. Uh, dude, it,
0: it's hard to explain to it. It
1: was. You ready for this? A normal a normal phone does either 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. This was five frames per second.
0: <laughs> yes. I remember we couldn't have any movement. Yeah. It was basically just Jonah talking to the mic, and then we had pictures, and that was about all you could get. It was
1: to. locked off cameras, no motion. It uh, was green screen shit when we needed to do green screen shit. And uh, it yeah. was uh, – or a desk. <laughs> like, hey, I'm sitting at a
0: desk, yeah. and I'm
1: only going to move here or here, you
0: know? Uh-huh. I remember we were trying to, like, Photoshop images for green screen stuff. How many times it was? Well, yeah, it looks great, but there's no way that it'll be so low res when it's done that no one will be able to see what that is. Like it won't read yeah. on the little one inch. I know. <laughs> it was so I fucked know. up. Uh, well, hey, Maddie, uh, uh, do you have time to, to stick around a little longer? Uh, man,
1: yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're. I busy don't know, but yeah. Someday. Hey, Johnny, I'm in quarantine. I live in I live in oh, Chest I, I I live in West, uh, Chester, New York, and uh, we are two miles away from the the Corona hot zone that popped off here. So yeah. you
0: know what? I'm not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. Well, we're let's, let's take a little break on. here on the after later podcast. I, I run a little ad. I know, I know. No, I know. Yeah. And then, so this, the, yeah, these couple of pennies, it goes to the Whataburger slash Xbox game pass, oh, side, which is very, very important in the quarantine life. But when we come back, uh, Maddie, let's let the, let's let the listener t- or two uh, lo- reload their bowls. And um, uh, when we come back, you know, I want to hear what it's like, life's like in New York, but then I'm hoping I get uh, some advice okay. from you for other comics, for all the comics in the in the world that are now locked in their houses. You've already prepared your skill set for this for the last 15 years, at least. Give us some tips. Help these dinosaurs learn how to grow some fur and get an opposable. Yeah. Thumb. yeah. Maybe I'll get those tips from you. If you have got. guys yeah, copy second. that. We'll be right back with. We'll be right back with more Matt Kirsch right after this. Three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to the After Later look, Podcast. Look. I'm your host, John Wesling. I know, that was such a look, long time. Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm joined by one of my dearest friends in the world, uh, my, my, my comedy brother oh. in arms. Uh, I've known him since I at least 1997. Was it 97 or yeah, 96? Probably
1: 90s. I... I think 96. Yeah. 94 is when i kind of started 95 is when i was like really kind of focused and 96 probably 96
0: yeah i was around there it was whenever i showed up to yeah. houston i always laughed at me and me and tommy drake showed up at the laugh stop on the same huh. day uh i think that was like the end uh yeah i want to say fall 96 would have been right around when that wow. was but yeah and i've known you since day one. one man and i tell you uh uh Here's another thing. From knowing you for so long, I mean, dude, if you think about it. We, we've known each other for more than half of our. Adult Isn't that crazy? Lives, or, 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 or no, for our entire adult lives, essentially. I mean, I was like what twenty-one. Yep. You know, we're, we're about the same age, same age. So, I mean, shit, dude. And, and this is for the regular people out there listening. Imagine if, if like there was like it's like we're like we're all like like army buddies or someone who you've had in your family forever. You know. So I know you. I know you. You know me. We know each other's families, all that stuff. Uh, there's one thing I think you and I uh, have in common is that we have a real high boil point, a high boiling point for, like, anxiety. Of course. Right? Like, I try to, you know, obviously the world that we live in is very fucking high <laughs> stress, very high stakes, dangerous shit going on all over. But, like, you, like me, try to keep it light. Try to keep it friendly. Try to keep a good attitude about things. It takes a lot before you finally get to what the fuck. Oh, and, <laughs> you know what it I'm and, and then, and then it happens. Yeah, I'm saying way. It's like, uh, it's like uh, uh the t- yeah, temperature for sugar when it becomes, um, glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sweet, delicious sugar, and now I'm caramelly, and boom, now I'm shattered Agreed. glass, right? So I'm the same kind of way. How are you dealing with things? Like you said, you're right there in New York, right? you're out there. You're outside of Brooklyn, pretty much, right there on the edge. Of Brooklyn. No, I'm, I'm
1: up the in the Bronx, so I, I live.
0: Oh, in the yeah, Bronx. so I live. Uh,
1: well, we live. I live. <laughs> me and Hank. We live uh, probably three miles away from New Rochelle, and that was where the the, the big okay. New York outbreak first started. Right. It kind of clearly it kind of transferred to a lot of other different places. But I'm on exactly day forty-five uh inside um and uh it's going well like hey listen i I think you have your good days and your bad days like you you know like i i I think that's the other thing that's really hard is you really understand that like you know uh just how stress management is 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 difficult and you know you just have your moments where you just lose your fucking shit and you're just like motherfucker man this sucks Mm -hmm. but uh we're i think the neighborhoods everyone's kind of keeping it together i think uh you know, uh, the, the good news about being the, the first is we're going to be out of it the first, <laughs> you know. So I think yeah, I think everyone's right. kind of figuring out how to move around and and all that. I, I don't know when the city's going to open back up. I work in the city, so I don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, but yeah, no, no, we're just chilling like, uh, you know, spring is finally coming. So that's the other kind of positive. It's not too cold. You know, uh, we can go outside, and uh, it's starting to it, it, everything's starting to turn green again. So, like, it, they're like, but at least there's some kind of like, you know, visual moment of just like, oh, okay, great, everything's okay now. You know,
0: well, yeah, it's crazy how fast the world heals whenever we stop ship. You notice that? I mean, Pollution. Like, Ameri- the, the world stays indoors for a month, and all of a sudden, you know, the sky's clear, waters clean again. Like, it just makes you think, dude. Like. It won't take long after we fuck things up. If we nuke ourselves and we disappear, the world's gonna be fine about a year I after know. we're done. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we're we're all bugging about like, global warming and climate change and fossil fuels and carbon and yeah. all that shit. It's like the, the earth is just going, uh huh, yeah, whatever. Just die off and we'll fucking have this thing looking like a park in about one trip. I know. And
1: that crazy. It's it's bananas. It's uh yeah. Uh, how are you guys holding up? How are you guys doing?
0: Well, I, I, and I've said this on the show before, because of like that, yeah, you know, that little burst I just had talking about the, the fucking earth at the end of the world and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's all so big. Like, this is a big fucking yeah. deal, right? This is a worldwide global. This is a biblical event. Let's just be honest. There's a, there's only about a dozen things that permeate the entire world's history. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, half of the world's population didn't even know there was a World War II. Right. This is something that is fucking, you know, every motherfucker on this earth knows about coronavirus. Everyone is is hunkered down or whatever, as best as they possibly can. So this is like a big fucking deal. So because it's so big and so overwhelming, it's almost been anxiety free for me because it's so easy to accept that i can't do anything yeah, yeah. about good it good
1: point i like that and,
0: and i don't take it i don't i don't take it personal either it's good not point. like you know i mean obviously i've lost work yeah. i've lost money i've suffered personally for it but it's not like it just targeted me and fucked yeah. just me everybody's fucked and in, in varying worsening degrees so it's like i to sort of roll with it like yeah <laughs> Life, huh? (laughs) You know, so that has helped me. I mean, the kids have had their entire school. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. Like, so this, this whole thing started, they were already, they had already had spring break for a week and they were just about to go back to to school. And I was just about to go get on a ship for fuck's sake. That would have been a, a long ass trip. And then on the 14th they shut everything down, so I didn't go get on a boat, and they didn't go back to school, and they kept they kept canceling school one week at a time, then two weeks at a time, and then all of a sudden, what was it, like a week ago, they finally just said all the way, no more school for the rest of the year. So, I mean, can you just imagine how weird that is for them, uh, for for school kids? I mean, I got elementary kids. I get my my oldest is seventh grader. That's like that's like a huge fucking deal. Like they're just. And they rolled with it, too. Like, it was a little bit disappointing, but they've adapted so quick. They're taking lessons from uh, online, from their teachers. They're keeping up with their schoolwork. Uh, Zoom okay. is a godsend to the kids because they just get to see each other. They still have little classroom meetings. So they're trying to do their best to remain normal. My oldest, I think, is probably having the hardest go out of it because she had a little more of a social yeah, kind of right. life you know seven seven you know junior high it's a little bit you know so the not hanging out not getting to see everybody is one thing but you know fuck dude it, the days of the week no it crazy. matter I, that's the, like today is sunday yeah. but does it matter every yeah, day i make that sunday. joke uh so
1: fortunately we live in a neighborhood where we can actually go outside and walk you know we're not in the city so the good news is it's 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 a small little neighborhood but we can walk around and it's funny when i i, I always make that joke when i walk by to people and i'm like hey i'm like hey guys how are you doing they're like we're good how are you i'm like oh hey uh is it saturday or is it sunday is it i don't know <laughs> hey, is it monday what, what day is this and they just you know they always start laughing they're like right i go it's thursday right and they're like no 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 it's sunday is it oh okay is it is it I don't yeah. think. So. Is, is it, it though? really, is it really? <laughs> I always make that joke because I'm like,
0: "Is it okay?" Bye. You, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. say so. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe well, for you it is. I think we'll, if some, we're getting closer. We're just going to start making up yeah. days of the week. Just fuck it. You know what? Why seven? Why does it have to be a seven rotation? Let's go with Ooh, a five day. Like oh man. Yeah, or you know what? If you like metric, let's go Ooh, with a ten day. I
1: like that oh, as well too it's bananas it's so matter? crazy yeah, johnny it's matter. crazy like 45 days and and clearly like you said before this was something that no one we've never experienced and a lot of people never ever came i mean world war II is the mm-hmm. one i always hear all the time but that was something complete you know that, that was apples and oranges right clearly uh and right. uh it's it's pretty crazy how uh a i love how the restlessness is starting to come out now where people are just coming outside going i don't give a fuck anymore (laughs)
0: like i gotta go outside (laughs) i gotta go outside like you know dude you better be thankful that you're not in houston because i know you lived in houston a long time you're originally from ohio right Yeah, so, but then you but you high yeah. school all this you know 100%. you know Houston you know yep. the people here right? Um, we we live up in the woodlands right, so we're north side of town. And I tell you, man, these fucking right wing fucking people in our neighborhood. First off, they just half ass believe totally, it's all fake totally. anyway. You know Election they're like, oh, oh whatever. Oh, you think the virus is real? Uh huh. Sure. Whatever. So they don't want to fucking abide by anything. So you, I mean, you see like the the memes and stuff of some guy who goes online and says this is all just a bunch of bullshit. You can't take away my freedom. And then three weeks later, there's his obituary is, from dying. Uh, That's pretty much the yeah. neighborhood I live in. That's the world I'm in. Our neighbors don't give a shit. They just are. But we're like we're hunkered in the house. We go outside. We're putting mask on and stuff. And they're looking at us like we're crazy. I'm like we're gonna be the only motherfuckers yeah. alive here in a month if you guys don't fucking clean yeah. up your shit. And the same dude, like Houston, is just embarrassing the shit out of me lately because, you know, our county judge puts out a thing of, "Hey, wear a mask if you go outside," right? Like made it official, like you have to wear a mask. It's not like you got to wear some sort of fucking space hood N95 regulation mask. She's just saying tie yeah, a fucking bandana your around your face, dude. And people are going ape shit, like it's some sort of constitutional abutment of their rights, and God forbid you this tyrannical state trying to tell me that I can't go out to my local ice house and I have to wear a mask. I'm like, guys, this is the most dumb fucking common sense thing ever. And I think it makes them look yeah. bitch ass weak because if you want to talk about the great sacrifices that have been made in history, how many generations have, have, have sacrificed themselves to defend yeah. our freedoms, right? You know I'm saying the boys on the beach at, on D-Day, you know the the sands of <laughs> Iwo Jima, and these fucking people can't even make the sacrifice of staying on their yeah. fucking couch. Yeah. They won't even cook yeah. in the house. They they have to go out and do it. I'm just I I just throw my hands up at this point. I don't even know what to say. It's, about it. It's it's crazy. And 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 the other
1: side of it, right? Like like you know numbers don't lie. Okay, fifty thousand people have died of this. Okay, fifty thousand. That's a, that's a Vietnam that's
0: all of Vietnam has died all of in a Vietnam
1: month. in in 45 days and Vietnam was a couple of years in 45 days the same amount of people who died in Vietnam have died of this thing and uh, you know uh, mm. like listen like and and you should be really worried about your older folks <laughs> like you, like you know like yeah. you know you know you can can you can carry this to somebody you you know like you know I I I uh, yeah. I was in the city. I went back and forth. John, Johnny, I went back and forth from LA that month of March. I went back and forth from LA three times. I was on a plane. So the first time this Ooh. was right when Corona was hitting the first plane, there was, it was about 90% empty Next, following week. I had to make another trip to LA. Yeah. It was about 60% empty. And I flew home the day before the whole mandatory shutdown. And it was probably eight people. I was in first class and I fucking loved it. Uh, but, you know, I, yeah. I literally, I was this guy. I'll take this. Thank you. I'll, t- I'll wipe it down. Don't worry. I'll take that. I'll take, <laughs> w- w- what else can I throw in my bag? I'm never going to be in first class ever again for my entire life, but I'll take whatever you can.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that LA to New York flight, it, that's a, oh, a pricey first great. class. It was great.
1: I literally took everything. I was like, can I have this? Yeah, great. i wipe it down and throw it in my bag. Can I have that? Nope. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take this. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> I was like, it's never going to happen again. I'm taking
0: all this shit,
1: you know? Yeah you're know, like i'm probably going to die yeah.
0: from this so hey bucket list <laughs>
1: but it's so list. funny that people but 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 it's also about other people like i i understand how you feel about something and this is this is clearly some kind of this is this is a virus that's going around right it's not it's not you know someone leaving a pipe bomb somewhere it's a virus that can be spread in yeah. so many different ways and you know and you know one i hope we learn to wash our
0: fucking hands after this come on Wash your unbelievable, like you know how they put you know how uh, state houses and courthouses will put the Ten Commandments and a monument out front. The controversially so put the Ten Commandments out front. After this is all over, I hope years from now that we have big monuments in front of courthouses that just say "Wash your fucking hands."
1: Uh, I remember Johnny. I remember probably five months ago I was in a bathroom and just some gross ass. CD fucking new york bar you know those ones were like oh is is that a mm-hmm. toilet okay um it <laughs> it is is now, now. <laughs> okay. and i remember some dude <laughs> busting out of the fucking stall and uh just walking out like and i'm just like holy shit wash your fucking hands like even, like like it was common <laughs> knowledge and basic instinct back then like Wash your hands, right? You know, like it's just. I was like, <laughs> holy
0: shit, that's funny, because there you are in a dive bar. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in normal state, I mean, there's not a thing there that's totally. sanitary. You know, what I mean, in the in the normal, uh, if you're find yourself at a dive bar in the uh, you know in Lower Manhattan, you're basically in a fucking uh, uh, weights yep. song, right? You know, I mean, you're in a Bukowski <laughs> novel, but now now you're like fucking please wash your hands buddy I don't want to get sick Yeah, like, <laughs> or at least I don't want to get sick from that yeah. in here I'm comfortable with regular diarrhea yeah. that's to be expected herpes was in play but corona wash your fucking wow, hands it's
1: going to be it's going to be crazy and I think there's going to be a revolution of, or a revolt of people uh not wanting to wash their hands too like oh fuck this year you know
0: <laughs> i been cracking up at how like you said it goes after the elderly right there's a pretty hard cutoff if you're 60 65 and over I mean it's coming for now right and how did we go from from respect your elders you know must cherish the your your you know your parents and grandparents and now they're like fuck them yeah, yeah. you know what I mean it's it's just it's a, a economic martyr are like, die die so we can get back to work already you know? Damn. Papa. Yeah.
1: Darwinism, man. The, it's the survival of the strongest, not the weak, man. You know, like, like it's it's crazy. Like it's uh, it it's so bananas. But yeah, no, we're 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 just chilling, man. You know, uh work's been busy, so yeah. I've been very thankful. Uh, and 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 to your point, it's like, uh, you know, we've been kind of like doing this type of thing from home for a while, so we figured out how to like you're doing a podcast, right? You. You're you're already leaps yeah. and bounds of a bunch of another people that are like, oh, hey, how do I plug this microphone in? How do I? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, how do I make a show? Oh, um, you know,
0: we are lucky that uh, that we've had a little bit of that experience, you know. And and I wonder, thinking about that, like how things are going to change afterwards, right? Like comedy clubs are closing and not coming back. Yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them will are, are trying to, but. Even the ones that that survive, they're going to have to have some sort of model change, right? Like some things are going to have to be different at some level to, to everybody. Like, I mean, we are on our own, dude. And oh, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna keep doing this for a living, uh, you got to find a way to get. You got to adapt. You got to grow. You got to get online. Like like so many people now, like just regular civilians, we call them. You know, people with office jobs that used to have to go sit in a cubicle and you know. And all that shit. Now they're working from home. So many of those jobs are going to keep working from home, even when all clear, because they're going to be like, Oh my God, it's cheaper. It's healthier. People are happier. We can do everything online now. uh, At least for the most part, maybe you have to go in every now and then, but this is going to change day to day life. So it's got to change it for us. So I know, you know, for me, I mean, shit, I'm working clubs, but I also work a lot of cruise ships and let's just say it like it is, man. Uh, a lot of my fellow cruise ship worker comics are a little old and crusty. <laughs> you know what, what I'm they? saying? saying so. There's a lot of nice guys, talented comics, but they got their, they do their thing, their old school way and they don't change. They don't adapt. I mean, the last, you know, they don't even have my space for fuck's sake. Half these guys. Right. So when it comes to doing anything new media, they're fucking lost. Yeah. And, and are already talking about, well, I guess that's it. Game over. So how, how are the new comics gonna do this stuff? What, what advice would you have for someone who hasn't, like you talked about, doesn't even know how to plug in a microphone?
1: Hey, uh, hey Johnny, it's the producer hat. I, I think what happened right after, when I made that switch after stand up into writing, it was that production hat, right? It's, it's figuring out how to put a show on. There's a beginning, there's a middle and end, there's all these different layers of a show um, you need certain things for those shows. So my big advice is, uh, a, get, get, get yourself some, if you have the money to spend and it's cheap, I I think, uh, you know, get the right, the, the, the cost effective equipment. I think that's the Mm -hmm. first thing. Um, and Hey, listen, uh, it's repetitions, man. It's one thing I I really love about this podcast, dude. And I, and I kind of texted it the other day, but, but, uh, you know, like it's repetition. The more you do it, the more people you bring up and, you know, the more things that it, it evolved into something else. And it's uh, it's the repetition. And and now we just have time, you know, like I, I think, yeah. you know, it's really learning these other parts of production and putting stuff together. Learn how to edit, you know, learn how to cut a video, you know, like learn how to write. You know, uh, graphic design to do something like I, I think you're going to have to learn all those kind of things uh, if you want to do something like this. And uh, like you said, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen with the comedy clubs. I think that there will be some golden. I think there'll be like golden 10. right? There'll be like golden mm-hmm. tens around across the world. And I think there's going to be these kind of pop up things. I think it's going to become a you know a Friday night show. And a lot of local promoters uh, promoting these shows and getting people back out. Uh, uh with comedy with great comedians uh you know clearly comedians are in all in the same place from all levels right like you know mm-hmm. the second that this comes back together you think uh you know you think chris delia is going to be able to get right on back on some stage no he's going to have to get some time somewhere else right you know so yeah yeah you know, oh yeah and, that's like
0: uh, we were talking about that sort of the, the the middle class of comedy like guys like me who are you know, good headliners, but I don't sell any tickets because no one knows who I am. Right. But I'm a good I'm a good off week booking at a comedy club. Well, the bad part is, is now so many uh, bigger name comics and half ass celebrities who want to go try comedy they're they're going to come. They're going to start stealing my B club gigs yeah. just to fucking get work. So I'm like, shit, I can't even I'm going to wind up, you know, the, the larger predator has, has stepped into my food chain after this drought so i gotta deal with that i gotta yeah. so I, I have to just for, for survival unless unless i'm totally fucking punching out and going to something different i gotta find a way to survive you know like yeah. i i won't say who but there's a comic i think we both know him. but and they're when you see them on stage they're one of the most you know the perfect economy of words uh very fast very quick-witted you know what I mean? And moves quick. And, and they, you know, like everyone else turned on a live stream as soon as all this stuff went pear shaped. And it's one of the most unwatchable, boring things I've ever seen in my life. Cause they just don't, it's a, it's a skill they don't have. It's a thing that they don't see it the same way we do. Right. They don't see the move quick, yeah. jump around, have a plan, make it short, make it, make it, you know, bite size and watchable. Instead they just turn on the thing and look at the bottom for two hours and like, oh hey, hey, uh, Silky Boy's here. Hey, Silky Boy. Oh, what's up, Silky Boy? You know me? Boy. that kind of, yeah, you know, what I mean that kind of live stream. This just like drives you fucking crazy. And I'm like, and I'm bummed about it because I'm like, I see this guy, and I'm like, oh, so I, I sent him some tips, and and it, it, it used a couple of them, you know. Um, but other than that, I'm like, there's got to be a hundred others that are going on, and they're going to get discouraged because it's not working, and then they're just going to put it down and 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 scrap the whole thing. So it's like. I feel like I want to just make like or find comics who are good at it, and I don't want to change who they are, but I want to help them adapt the thing that they already do into the new format. Does that does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, what what
1: you're saying is is long story short is you're putting on a fucking show. You know what we did at Operator Eleven, and for all the people, uh, Google Operator Eleven about two thousand eight or nine. Uh, what, you you talk about another
0: one that was ahead of its time. And oh. if it was out right now, if, they, if there was, if, if operator 11 was still going right now, there'd be no zoom. The, and nope. he, that motherfucker he, would be a 10 billionaire.
1: He would be a 10 billionaire. Uh, but hey, look up operator 11. Uh, it was, it was, it was Twitch uh, before Twitch was even Twitch. And it allowed you to produce a show where you were the host of the show, but you were also the director, right? You were pulling in people, yeah. you were pulling in assets, you were running bumps. I think this one of the big pieces of advice, you know, advice that I would give to young comics like in this world, in this right now, is think about it as a show. Like watch mm-hmm. all these shows and see the layers of a show. Show has an opening. A show has a, a beginning, middle, and end. It's got segments here. It's got produced segments. Uh, hey, we're going to kick it over. And, and even if you're doing a comedy bit, you're shooting it and putting it together. And 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 it's it, it's putting on a show. You're putting on a show now. You're not you're not being part of a show anymore where it was like hey it's comedy mm-hmm. night uh this guy's headlining this guy's meddling and this person is uh opening right you, you're you're it's their show you're on their show and you're doing this you know basic structure hey you know johnny you're doing 50 minutes um terry you're doing uh you know mm-hmm. you're doing 30 minutes and ruby ray you're doing 15 minutes to open up right so like, right. it, you know, and, and, you know, Ruby Ray could be in the middle. I wasn't trying to say anything like that. And wasn't going in anyway. I was just trying to come up with names. I was trying to be eclectic. right? I'm not saying that. Jesus. Ruby so, Ray. Yeah, I wasn't trying. Anyways, uh, but but I, I think understanding a show structure and, uh, you know, uh, really dissecting, you know, I, I think we were lucky when we were kids because we had television and we dissected every single, you know, when you see a lower third of someone's name down, oh.
0: That's I, a teammate. You know,
1: I need to put something down. You know, so yeah. you know no, just understanding a show and putting a show together, and layers, it's all about layers, layers, layers. same thing with stand up.
0: layers, layers,
1: layers, layers, layers.
0: I, I think I think what I see a lot too is you know the you can't teach an old dog new tricks and so many accomplished comics, if, if not famous, at least uh, you know, skilled and have been around a while, right the 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 concept of having to after all this shit start over again I know. Is, is disheartening and and I think discouraging you know I agree. to to a lot I, I I feel like I'm used to starting over and shit every now and then so it's like all right well and I think it's good for you like I mean I am bummed about the state of comedy and and I feel bad for the clubs that are closing and and all that but still it's like you know it dude at this point it's this is a new opportunity more than anything else i mean it sucks but you have to look at it as well now if you're not just going to tap out then what can you do to to take advantage of this
1: yeah hey johnny i think you hit it on the head it's kind of it's like going full circle kind of when we were starting talking about how the shift from stand-up comedy that i made into uh producing and and writing and producing and you know, doing that part of it, you know, and I think that, like, you know, uh, I, I think you always have to start from scratch. Um, I think everything that you've done up up to this part always uh, uh, it always helps. And I also think that we should be a little bit more conscious about uh, building opportunity. You know, what I'm saying, like, you know, the the the, the challenge with stand up comics is their tunnel vision is own. I'm just a comic, and and nothing can ever stop me from going to clubs guess what? Coronavirus did.
0: You know? Yeah. You can't even go to the
1: fucking grocery store now. You're now like, you know, like, you know, I I, I think involving that mentality of I'm a stand-up comic, you know, uh, and I I know we kind of we jumped around with it that I'm a creator now and I do all these different things, and that's fine. But I think, you know, one skill helps out the other skill that helps out the other skill. Right? So I think, you know, like, I I think that's the the, the big lesson that we're going to learn from this. I think
0: about, too, Everyone starts with their bass skill, right? Or whatever their, their entry level right. was to it. You know, good point. Like, um, if you're a musician first, even if you grow into the other part of the creator, you probably still bust out the guitar and, and Noodle. play your guitar when it's time, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Same thing with us. We go back to your main skill. Comic, I think, is a great bass skill to have. Agreed. Uh, it's it's almost like because the comics I know, no matter what they go on to do, like, dude, I've, I've talked to. to guys who are pretty well known uh actors, pretty well known show creators, but they started off as comics and they want to talk about comedy. They want to talk about, hey, is that club still open? Or oh I remember one time we did this gig. I'm like, you're serious like that that's like it's like like military buddies you know what i mean it's like oh you're still you, you're still working clubs oh shit hey is that funny bone of st louis still there oh, yeah, like, yeah it sure is <laughs> you know I mean? it's like it's it's, it's odd that, that it but i think that that uh, skill wise it's a base that already prepares you for for everything yeah. and anything
1: yeah you know? no 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 i like i i tell people that all the time i, I you know I, I i think you know uh, there, there was always a moment where I always regretted that I never went to college, you know, like formerly I never really went to college, but stand-up comedy was my college, right? Like it was, it. you know, it's the same thing, the same things that most most kids learn in college in those four years that they take on to their lives uh, was exactly what I learned in those four years. Right. Like it was, you know, it was the most important uh, six years. I, uh, six years, I failed twice. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, <laughs> I failed two years. Right? Yeah. You know, like any common Well,
0: you know, it's fucked up. This has always bothered me. I'm sorry for jumping around. No, let's place, do it. But, uh, it's the
1: hop along. It's crazy.
0: Like if you were a, a, a 17, 18 year old kid, right. And you were really, really good at just uh, like writing prose. There's a hundred different college programs that you could apply for, get scholarships for, and 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 to be a writer, that kind of writer, like a novelist or, or even journalism. There's a hundred of those. Let's say that you're really, really fucking good at the clarinet. Well, you can go to Juilliard. You can go to any of these amazing, fantastic programs at colleges and 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 take it to the next level but there isn't a single one like that for stand-up comedy. nope you know i mean there's acting schools there's there's highly prestigious acting academies but there's something about comedy stand-up comedy like we do it that i can't believe isn't on some sort of curriculum somewhere you know where where is the the nyu uh stand-up comedy you know uh mfa program right. you know what i'm saying you, you'd think that that would be a prestigious thing that there'd be some higher level comics that would that would sit in and teach this kind of program but it, it just hasn't happened and never has happened but the way i look at it is you you've you got that same kind of juilliard level clarinet training but for comedy in those same years totally I mean, if you look at the places you got to work the crowds you got to be in front of the people you got to mentor from you know that you got to perform with and learn totally. from i mean dude that's a that's a half a million dollar education. Oh, agreed. Uh, and,
1: and you know, it's funny that you said that, I mean, those programs exist, but they were just accidental. Like, you know, that was so great about our little, uh, I don't know. If, can we talk about the zoom call? But like half people are upset. I mean, I don't know. Can we, can, we, we, can get, yeah. we, can get around this if you want me to Uh
0: Well, we can talk about the, uh, the, 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 the cool world that we had there yeah. at the laugh stop in the late nineties, early two thousands. We had, we had quite a scene, man. We had quite a scene that was, and with, a whole lot of really good talented people who just sort of naturally wound up in the same place at the same time and a, a supportive club environment scene with lots of big names coming through that we all got to work with and kind of perform with and kind of be, you know, colleagues. Yeah. With. So it was edifying in that way. You know I mean? We didn't feel like we were just some randos at a, at a loony bin outside of a strip mall in Omaha for fuck's sake. We were in the fast league at Houston we got biggest names in comedy coming and recording their albums and we're, we're featuring and opening at those shows so it's like it, it's so I easy know. to see how success is not only possible but likely when you're in that scenario yeah.
1: i just love that it because it's funny that you said that it's just those folks at that time it was just a magical moment i remember i was in a meeting like a like a couple months ago with, with 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 my new boss and mitch hedberg came up and i'm like oh my god i I spent so much time in a Winnebago with him driving. And he's like, wait a minute, what? I go, yeah, I used to open up for him all the time in these weird random places like Norfolk, uh, you know, uh, North Dakota and shit. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, they're like, wait a minute, you, you know, David Tell? Yeah, like it was crazy. We were just we were yeah. kids. We just did this shit, you know? And hey, and, and I think that will come back, uh, Johnny. I think that will come back. I, I don't think it's going to come back for a while, you know, but I think there's going to, I think ultimately there's, there's going to be, I think what's happening right now, the patterns of where we are at right now is going to hold on to uh, everyone moving forward. I think, Uh, but I also think there's going to be an explosion where people want to get the back, back the fuck out. Right. Like, and uh, I, I I think there will be an explosion of comedy clubs. I think there's going to be explosion of, of rock shows. Um, I think being, being ready and Uh, either promoting those shows or being on those shows or knowing about those shows, when those things happen. I think that's going to be a big thing. I think, I think it's all going to start real close with like, I think one nighters are going to be the explosion first back, Mm -hmm. you know, like no, you're right. we need people to come back to our bar. Hey, listen, uh, I I know you're already in a hole, but Hey, let's do a door deal. Maybe it's five bucks again. I think, and we'll split, we'll split the bar with you and uh, we'll put on a
0: kick ass show, you know? So yeah, I, I I think, well, I was looking at, the, they're talking about here in Houston, uh, the the new parameters to try to open stuff up, and uh, it's like, you know, bars and restaurants can reopen, um, but have a dramatically reduced occupancy, and there's no, no dancing is allowed, so it's like, basically, shit, the only thing you can do is comedy, because people can, you can sit people down six feet apart right. from each other, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not going to be dancing, trying to fuck. They're going to be up. You know, yeah, they're, they're. And then you have that. You know, they're talking about no bar service, only waiter service. You know, to keep people away from spreading them at the bar. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. perfect. All the, all the, all the planets are aligning for that. Like, comedy will be popular at first. And I think, dude, you, you know, now we talk about it, now we kind of flush it all out. I think comics are going to be some of the best prepared if we can keep our yep. shit together. We'll be the best prepared to take advantage of the new kind of environment, the new the new landscape i guess it would be of uh, of inter- how entertainment's going to go right because we'll be versatile i guess that's it expand your your skill set yep. now so that you can take advantage of both sides of you know the either the return to the live performance and you know the expanded online right. presence yeah, hey, as listen, well everyone's gonna, yeah, that yeah sense?
1: everyone's trying to what's going to happen is everyone's going to want have want to have fresh entertainment right i think you know the 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 the, the you know netflix is going to get stale real quick <laughs> you know like you've already blazed through most of it right you're 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 at the you're in the bottom of the list where it's like trending for you four years ago you're like oh what were they thinking of me <laughs> yeah, you know like shit. but but i think you're absolutely right i got a crazier pitch you should do stand-up comedy at drive through theaters i think that's what you should do
0: Dude, Sarah's been working on that since this right. thing started. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah was trying to book them before it went all the way closed down. But once it opens back up, yeah, that's funny. That's so great. That's yeah. Sarah is working on producing that right now. I, I, I'm going to tell
1: you that right now. I think it was. Yeah, I, I think what's other that's interesting about this kind of thing. You see what kind of it blossoms like everyone hits this weird yin and yang of this sucks but there's an explosion of creativity in some way it was so uh it was so heartwarming to see that 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 drive-through or drive-ins uh drive-in movie theaters were just exploding and i think that's going to be a new norm mm-hmm. that's cool
0: that's a, i think you're absolutely right you know, man it, that's been cool this is Matty, I gotta say, this is uh, this is uplifting. I love I love getting the, to talk to you like this and talk hey, about this stuff, man. I feel I feel better about. We,
1: this. we just hey, hey Johnny, we just have to read the tea leaves. I, I I think you know we kind of started this conversation of like you know always being ahead of something, but always being hyper aware, right? Being here now and understanding how mm-hmm. uh, people are reacting, and you can look at your friends, you can look at all your network, and go, okay, people are getting frustrated here and here and here, and you know these Zoom calls and uh, comedy shows on Zoom is good yeah. and. And, and, and productive to keep that going. But there's there, there's a way to naturally uh, uh, turn this into something positive. And like you said, we already have all the skill sets. We just have to figure out what that is and just adapt to that new skill set. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. Encouraging words uh, Ooh, from Matt. Hey, Matt, how can – if anyone out there is listening and they want to uh, hit you up or – Maybe even you know ask for for more advice. How do they reach you on like a Twitter or whatever? What? How do you want people to So contact let me give safety? yeah. Let me
1: give you my social security number first. I think that would be great. Four No no. Okay,
0: that's probably not.
1: <laughs> hey, Twitter is the Shit. easiest one at Matty M A T T Y K I R S C H.
0: Excellent, excellent. Hey, I got to ask you the, the my standard questions here. Now that we've now that we've built everybody uh, their morale back up, let's talk about. If let's say this gets yeah. worse. <laughs> okay. Uh, if there was a complete economic uh, collapse to where there was no longer a such thing as comedy, if there's no entertainment business whatsoever, right? What would, what do you think you would do? How, what would you change your career to if, if you couldn't do anything? Okay. So what
1: I would do is i would become a, a Amazon uh, truck driver. And I would do okay. jokes to get tips. Clever, like that. when I drop,
0: yeah. So when I drop
1: off your your thirty seven rolls of toilet paper, and I drop another thing, I go, I ring the doorbell and go, "Here's a joke," and then hopefully they go, "Oh my god, that is the funniest <laughs> Amazon uh, uh, truck driver ever!" I'm going to make sure I give him ten bucks because you have exactly twenty four hours to throw in a tip. So I would, I would be.
0: I would be a drive-by jokester. Wait, is that that true? You have 24 hours to tip your your delivery people? Yeah. Holy shit, I did not know that. So that means these guys have been thinking I'm just some sort of cheap asshole? Because I didn't know there was a tip option afterwards.
1: Yeah, so I would probably do that. Or, uh, hey, Johnny, I'd probably get into probably the mob. I think that would be the second one. I'd probably get...
0: Really, yeah. life and crime. That's the first. That's the first. Yeah, the podcast, I'd probably okay? go that
1: way. I'd be the funniest guy in the in the mob. Probably get whacked like second or third because the yeah. guy's too happy. Like they would literally go, "This fucking guy is way too happy." So you know what? Oh, hey, let's go. Let. Let's...
0: Uh, th- I think that's charming. That'd be like a good hitman, right? Like a, like a, like a cool that joker. A terrible
1: shot, me. so I don't think they'd give me a gun. So uh, <laughs> I think they'd be like, <laughs> "All right, you."
0: you... You strike me as a bomb. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: (laughs) And I'd kill myself making
0: the ultimate. bomb. Okay. Yeah. Oops. (laughs) Bomb tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, and then the next one is even further. Like, let's say it goes past economic collapse. We're taught now. Let's say it goes full blown Walking Dead. Yep. Society is is gone feral. Um. and you find yourself knocking at the gated door of a of a warlord. What skill set are you bringing to the fence that's going to let them? That's going to have them bring you in and uh, earn your keep in the new saviors type. Uh, I can produce
1: your TV show. I can put. <laughs> I can. I so, can make you bigger than Trump. I will give you the bigger plat, biggest platform than Trump. You will be the Joe King. You'll be the exotic Joe of this warlord. and yeah. I, I i would be that TV producer. The TV producer from uh, Tiger King that produced his show, that's where I would go. He would be my, yeah. my exotic Joe, and I'd be like, I know how to produce you.
0: Dude, that's Let's a genius idea. I, I like that a lot because uh, I had Daryl Felsberg on Friday And he kind of had a similar pitch about being the right-hand man to the warlord, but his was more as like a military consigliere, right? Like he was going to help him like a chief of staff. But what you're talking about is more like, like the, the PR department. I will be your TV showrunner.
1: I will find all your producers. We will make a show. We can do it seven days a week. We can do it one day a week. We can do whatever you want to do. However you want to do your show. Uh, Joe exotic I want to do your show then I want to do your, your your albums I want to do your music videos I want to be your guy that's my pitch
0: that's it that, that would work because obviously they're gonna have an ego and even even if it's an agrarian, you know, militarized society, you'll be able to talk to them like, no, 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 no. We got this ham radio. We'll be able to broadcast it out. If there's anyone out there, they're going to, if they turn on any TV, you're going to be on it. You're the biggest. Dude, we'll do a show. You remember,
1: hey, what was the most popular thing in the 40s, uh, 20s, and 30s? The radio. I will put you on the radio magic hour, my friend. You will have your show. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you a show.
0: <laughs> I love it. That is fucking genius. Uh, Maddie, but, you know, Agreed. we got to talk more often, dude. I was, I was think, I was thinking about you the other day when I was sitting in here playing Fortnite with the kids and sometimes when I, when they asked me to play, I just go crazy. I just run around and blow stuff up and just see how long, like, see how fast I can get killed. And it reminded me of back in the glory days of Bush league, when we would basically, we were getting paid to blog and get stoned and it was play so Grand Theft Auto. What? That was so much. And when we were, remember how we lit up and we basically made a week out of it where we pitched the idea of uh, GTA Suicide? Yes. Remember that? And we were just, it was just playing like that. It was just starting and then seeing how long it took to blow you. And and we did the voiceovers over it. And I'm like, we got like a whole week, two weeks of work of just fucking around, digging footage. Johnny, no one, no one else
1: has ever, I mean, it it took like we were so ahead of the curve like it was not until probably 2014 when youtube kind of blew up and everyone was doing those videos like everything that we did there dude everything we did there uh and on operator 11 was what the new norm was in this 2014 to now like every single thing like it was every we were we were just we were just 5 years early we were just 5 years early and uh, you know, hey, we got to. We got paid to play GTA and blow ourselves up in a different way because we we're doing a show about it. And we had about 250,000 people see that show. So like it was it was huh? kind of a fun, 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 fun thing. But way of hey, those skill sets now, it's the it's the skill set of now, Johnny. We, that was oh, yeah, that was our next college was that one right there.
0: Dude, my kids watch YouTube stuff all the time, and uh, what is it? Yep. Unboxing. Yep. Oh Have yeah, you seen that? The these kids are making a million dollars a year, and all they're doing is is video uh, filming themselves opening a yep. pre- like a gift and then describing talent, it talent,
1: tenacity, and personality. Like, uh, and, and it's and your kids probably just love them because they they connect. It's just like anything else when you see someone on a show or a host on a show. And you know what? Uh, they're opening stuff that they really enjoyed to see, right? They really, s- and it's just you're literally opening a box. And mm-hmm. they get
0: millions of dollars a year. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know what? Uh, let's let's yeah. talk soon yep. offline yep. and figure out what's the next thing that we're five years ahead of. Ooh. And, and then work yeah. on that one, okay? So, yeah, let's, let's, let's I think we, we learned all our lessons of being way too, Agreed. way too early you know, we, we, it's so funny because it's a comedy saying, but it turned into a little bit of our career, uh, credo too soon. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You know, we were way too soon on, on so many things, but let's, let's find the next one. And, and this time let's, let's, uh, let's, it's time for us to get paid a million dollars a year to unwrap fucking rappers on, on Johnny. I completely
1: agree with you. And the the thing is, I I think the only shift is, you know, when we were we are here now, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, all that stuff, you know, we were always early then, but I think we're here now and we understand now it's understanding where we are now and using all those wins and losses, just like everything that we've done in stand up comedy, everything that we've done and everything else and putting it into right now. So it's it's being here now.
0: Thanks again to my uh, guest today, Mr. Matty Kirsch. That was a fun conversation. (laughs) Uh, Love that dude. Love that dude. Uh, Yeah, like I said, we got a great week lined up. Want to thank all of you who have been listening to the After Later podcast and sharing it with your friends. Appreciate all the comments, uh, all the ratings and stuff. If you haven't had a chance yet, I don't know which uh, uh, outlet you're listening to your podcast on, but I sure would love a nice little uh, rating and a review. What the hell? Uh, And you you know what? If you're a friend of mine, if you like me, don't feel like you got to give me the glowing review and the five stars. I I want your honest opinion. And if you're someone who just uh, happened upon this tangentially, um, you know, friend of a friend of a friend referred it and this wound up on your feed. uh, First off, welcome. Hope you dig it. Uh, But I'm also looking for your feedback as well. Uh, like my dad always said, you got to scratch where it itches, not where it looks the best. Don't pump my tires and tell me that I'm pretty. I want you to actually let me know uh, what it is that you don't like, what you do like about the show, what more you'd like to hear from me, at least as best as I can do. As I am a little concerned, I look on uh, Anchor FM, uh, the, where I uh, host this podcast. And By the way, they do a great thing. Um, uh, the way they uh, run all the stuff on their interface, on their website, uh, top notch. Uh, but one of the things about it. Uh, you know analytics all over all the different uh, platforms that the uh, the podcast is shared on very very useful uh, but one of them that bothers me and i've been talking about this is uh i'm concerned to see that i have 83 percent male listeners and only like 11 percent uh, female listeners like five percent un- un- undeclared like they're freshman in college and just don't know which which, which one they're going with yet and then like less than one percent declared as non-binary i would like to pump up my numbers in in the female listenership I feel like i i'm not i don't want to come across as some sort of dude bro with an ed hardy shirt and a or ed hardy hat and an affliction shirt on I'm not trying to be that guy I'm not mr dinosaur right I, but the thing is I, I you know please tell me how I can attract more female listeners I mean I've got three daughters and a wife and They hardly listen to me. Son doesn't listen to me. So, anyway, just trying to find out if that's an unusual stat. Is that, or like, is that the standard ratio for all podcast listeners? If so, you know, it's depressing. So, I don't know if I need to add a whole lot of female listeners or if I can just piss off 70% of my existing male listeners to get back down to more even. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. We'll do the math. Um, But hit me up if you have any. you know, notes, thoughts on the podcast. Hit me up on Twitter, at John Wessling, J-O-H-N-W-E-S-S-L-I-N-G. The show's Twitter, After Later, A-F-T-E-R-L, number eight, letter E-R. The show's Facebook fan page is After Later Podcast. And my personal comedy fan page is John Wesling Official. And if, like I said, always on the Outlook for, uh, or the Lookout, always on the Lookout, not the Outlook. Outlook is a m- Microsoft program, I hardly use it. Always on the lookout uh, for new and interesting, unique guests. Uh, So if you'd like to be on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know someone who would be a good interview, I'd love to hear them as well. Oh, Kids are running around all over the place. (laughs) This is the new normal, ladies and gentlemen. Check out my comedy album. It's also available on 800-pound Gorilla Records. It's called Warm at First. It's also available streaming on just about every service known to man. Uh, Once again, ratings and reviews go a long way. Thanks to Scott Henry, my lone supporter as of yet. $5 a month play it. Thank you very much. Hit that game pass today, in fact. So now my account is back down to nothing. So if you'd like to support the podcast, hit that up too. As you can hear, I clearly have outrageously loud children uh, who need distraction via video games. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Looking forward to a great week of uh, interviews. We'll be back tomorrow with more After Later podcasts. I'm your host, John (sighs) Wessling. Bye. Everybody say bye.